Hello, and welcome to another episode of City Daily, a Lent podcast. There are popular and pleasant celebrations in the Christian calendar, like Christmas and Easter. Those are fun and familiar and festive. And then there is Lent. Lent is both unpopular and unpleasant. It is neither fun nor festive. But Lent does have a rich history in the practice of the Christian faith, dating back as early as the 4th century. Given the longevity of its practice, it's worth at least asking, why bother with practicing Lent? Truly, the very first Lent, and the one we use as an example for our own, is the one Jesus was led to by the Spirit of God. There, Jesus endured and overcame testing and temptation after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. His closest companion was none other than Satan himself, who was intent on destroying Jesus. Satan and Jesus go for hikes together and have real-life conversations. These facts alone are enough to leave us wide-eyed. They did what? Not once does Jesus shiver in fear or is scared of Satan. So, here is Jesus, isolated and foodless for 40 days. He's haunted, tormented, and bullied by humanity's greatest enemy. It sounds like the worst campout of all time. Since we already know that Jesus is fasting food, do you suppose he took a sleeping bag or a tent for shelter for some small measure of comfort? Did he have a campfire to sleep next to? Or was he up all night haunted with real-time nightmares of Satan? I have no answers and only questions, but I do have an incredible story to read to you a true story. As we will read together, we'll see that Satan tempted Jesus three times, first with food, second with this weird toxic cocktail of suicide followed by a divine self-rescue, and last with public power and fame. Satan doesn't mess around, but neither does Jesus. I love that the tone in Jesus' responses to Satan are more intense with each temptation. It's almost story time. We are reading this story from the book of Matthew chapter 4. Where we are going to pick up in the story is directly after Jesus has been baptized in the Jordan River. God's Spirit descended like a dove and said of Jesus, This is my Son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. The very next word in the text, depending on the translation, is next or then, indicating a direct shift or transition. We go from baptismal blessings and a holy dove straight to misery and temptations. It's a wild change of tempo from one verse to the next. Let's read the story together. Next, Jesus was taken into the wild by the Spirit for the test. The devil was ready to give it. Jesus prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. That left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. Since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. 
For the second test, the devil took him to the holy city. He sat him on top of the temple and said, Since you are God's son, jump. The devil goaded him by quoting Psalm 91. He has placed you in the care of angels. They will catch you so that you won't as much as stub your toe on a stone. Jesus countered with another citation from Deuteronomy. Don't you dare test the Lord your God. For the third test, the devil took him on the peak of a huge mountain. He gestured expansively, pointing out all the earth's kingdoms. How glorious they all were. Then he said, they're yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me, and they're yours. Jesus' refusal was curt. Beat it, Satan. He backed his rebuke with a third quotation from Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God and only him. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness. The test was over. The devil left. And in his place, angels. Angels came and took care of Jesus' needs. And all of us readers sighed with great relief and peace with three wonderful words. The devil left. Lent is 40 days of suffering for a purpose. Maybe you are wandering around in your Lenten wilderness asking yourself, is this worth it? Why is this worth it? The biblical word for this type of suffering is called fasting, going without a need or a want that catapults us straight into misery and neediness. We give up food or sugar or caffeine or social media. What's left of our polished first impression is now a big mess of addiction withdrawal like irritability, headaches, fidgety behaviors, and powerful cravings. And in this chaotic mess where we find ourselves right now, is right where we're supposed to be transformed in some way to be more like Jesus. It's a fair question to ask of ourselves, why would we, along with centuries of saints before us, practice Lent and make our lives more difficult than they already are? Interestingly, one reason to fast is because Jesus does not say if you fast. In Matthew 6, verse 16, Jesus says, when you fast, it's a given, at least from Jesus's perspective. An easy parallel in our routine habits might be to consider the profound difference between when you shower, not if you shower. Now, I don't prefer fasting. I find it unpleasant and I dread it. I'm hungry all day, and I feel like the child stuck in the backseat of a long road trip. Are we there yet? Can I eat yet? But whether or not I understand fully why Jesus intends for his followers to fast, I can still struggle my way through it. When we fast, we are pulling anchor from small comforts in order to anchor to Jesus our only hope that anything is worth it. Perhaps it was the Spirit of God that led you into this unpleasant Lenten wilderness to reveal your own sin to you. Or perhaps to strengthen you as you endure difficult circumstances 
with more grace than you had before Lent. Or perhaps this Lent is a time of learning to be still and quiet when you are miserable so that you can recognize God's voice as He leads you through a complicated situation. Lent can be a time of suffering to help us better see the painful truth about how we are being tempted by Satan so that we can then partner with Jesus as we learn to overcome the best way, the Jesus wilderness way. Revelation 12 verse 11 gives us evidence that heaven loudly declares this truth in our lives. They overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. In closing, I will pray for us as an honest acknowledgement that practicing Lent is not easy, but that we can see from Jesus' example that it is important. Our Father in the heavens, we confess that we are not very good at suffering, and we know we have a lot to learn from you. Thank you for your patience with us. By faith, we consider it joyful whenever we encounter trials of any sort or fall into temptations. It is then that we are reminded to rest assured and understand that the trial and proving of our faith brings out endurance and steadfastness and patience. We purpose to let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that we may be fully developed in our faith in Jesus. Amen.